Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. Have you heard? Perhaps you haven't heard. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Jesus is the reason for the season. Now, what could be more American than Christmas? Everybody loves Christmas. My children are enthralled by the colorful light displays on the majority of houses around here in Edmond, Oklahoma. These light displays just seem so charming and radiant. What could possibly be wrong with that? Now, it's not just an American tradition. You know this. Back when I was in public school, there were pictures on the walls depicting the ways that other cultures celebrate Christmas. Every nation seems to have its own version of Santa Claus and how the presents are delivered on Christmas Eve. Did you ever think maybe it's a little bit strange <laughs> that essentially every nation around the world, almost every nation, has its own Christmas tradition? Well, there is a lot to learn about Christmas. Now, so many people associate Christmas with good feelings, great memories, fun times. There is a lot about Christmas that can cheer up a lot of people. But perhaps there is a side of Christmas that we need to examine just a little bit more. I don't want to be the Grinch who stole Christmas, but there is one perspective and only one perspective that matters when it comes to this day. We must get God's perspective. It seems like in recent years, more and more has come out about the pagan origins of Christmas. More and, me, more and more people have started to acknowledge that this holiday did not originate with the birth of Jesus Christ. It did not start with the first, church, the first century church that Christ established. In fact, these customs predate Christ's birth by hundreds of years. But plenty of people could still acknowledge the pagan origins of Christmas while still believing that it's totally fine to keep this day. On the surface, this reasoning seems okay. We could easily say that we are just trying to enjoy ourselves a little bit. 
we're trying to get together with family. We're trying to establish unity, have a peaceful time. And that might be understandable reasoning, at least at first. But there is a lot more to consider. It really is a fascinating study. We have a free little booklet available to you at thetrumpet.com. It is titled The Truth About Christmas. There is a lot to learn about this day. Now, like I said, the most important thing is what does God think about it? Doesn't God like to see people laughing and having fun and giving gifts? Shouldn't that please God? We have to remember that so much of the time, the majority of the time, God does not think like we think. What we find acceptable, God doesn't. His thoughts are high above our thoughts. His ways are high above our ways. The Bible tells us this. I believe that's Isaiah 55. I could be wrong. Off the top of my head there. But we can't just assume we think exactly like God on this issue. Now, Christmas is so renowned that the Bible actually does talk about it. Notice this colorful description. Hear you the word which the eternal speaks unto you, O house of Israel. Thus says the eternal, learn not the way of the heathen and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven. For the heathen are dismayed at them. For the customs of the people are vain. For one cuts a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. They deck it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers that it move not. What does that sound like? I actually read a commentary that said, no such thing as a modern Christmas tree is here described. <laughs> now, if this passage, this is Jeremiah 10 verses one through four, by the way, if this passage is not describing a Christmas tree, why does he bring up the Christmas tree? Why tell us it's not talking about a Christmas tree if no one thought it was a Christmas tree? That wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. Clearly, Jeremiah 10 is talking about the way of the heathen, and God is telling us, that these practices of cutting down trees, decorating trees, fastening them in our homes so they do not move, these are all the way of the heathen. And he says to learn not that way. Don't learn about that way. In other passages, God tells the ancient Israelites not to be curious about the the ways that other people worship their false gods. It can be pretty easy to 
get curious about other religions, other methods of worship, and then stray so far from what God actually wants, what would actually please God. There's a whole lot of history here. You'll learn so much about the origins, the history, the meaning of Christmas, and really the alternative for Christmas too. You'll learn exactly what your Bible says about this day, what God thinks about this day. There is some important background here about Nimrod and Semiramis. Nimrod was Semiramis's son, but also he was Semiramis's husband. So this was a mother-son, mother-husband incestuous relationship. Now, they succeeded in spreading a false religious system around the world, particularly after Nimrod died. Semiramis committed fornication with world leaders to convince them to take on this new religion. All of, all of these Christmas customs come from that new religion, that Babylonian mystery religion. It later became known as. So you have incest, fornication, the religious system that Nimrod set up while he was still alive involved child sacrifice, just tossing babies into the fire, putting them onto the large, heated, outstretched hand of an idol kicking and screaming to burn alive. Just a helpless little baby being sacrificed by his parents. And supposedly this would make their false gods pleased. These gods of the sun, moon, and stars. Various animals. Just rank idolatry and paganism. It's important to understand this background because then we can understand why God would hate such customs. God loves trees. He created trees. God loves creative design and decoration. He is the author of all, of all things beautiful. It's not, it has nothing to do with him hating any of these things of and by themselves. It just has to do with what they are connected to. This is an entire false counterfeit religious system established in rebellion against God. They are committing idolatry, which is a violation of the Ten Commandments. Exodus 20 verse four says, you shall not make unto you any graven image or any likeness of any thing that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath 
or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down yourself to them nor serve them, it says in verse 5. So God is specific about the way he wants to be worshipped. He says, put me first and worship me the way I say. Don't make physical objects to picture me. Do not use physical objects to aid in your worship, to rely on in your worship. So a Christmas tree could be an example of that. A cross or some sort of a small image or idol of Christ the way that people think that he used to look. God says, no, don't worship me that way. It's not what I want. It does not please me. He calls these heathen customs, doctrines of vanities, and he is offended by all of it. Again, not by trees, not by decorations, not by gifts, not by family time. All of those things are good. But picking a random day of the year that isn't even the day that Christ was born, a day that traces back to paganism and a false religious system that God hates, that Satan set up for the entire purpose, the sole purpose of rebellion against God. God is not going to like that at all. Page 12 of this booklet, The Truth About Christmas, states, God says those who disregard his commands show they hate him. God condemns pagan, heathen practices, including the Christmas tree. So that could be some heavy truth to learn. If you're hearing this for the first time, if you didn't realize the pagan origins of Christmas, or if you thought that, sure, maybe it's pagan, but I'm trying to use it the right way. And that would be okay to God. And now you hear this, it could be a bit jarring. So again, I'm not trying to attack anyone for holding any sort of belief at all. It is just a matter of learning what God thinks, getting his perspective, training ourselves to think the way he does, because he is the happiest being in the entire universe. If we can learn to think and live like he does, we'll have every blessing imaginable. We have to realize that when we follow pagan customs, we are going along with this false system that exists to turn people away from God. It's a rebellious system set up by Nimrod and Semiramis thousands of years ago. Again, involving incest, fornication, child sacrifice, idol worship, all the things God hates. All the things that hurt human beings. These are all violations 
of God's perfect spiritual law, the Ten Commandments. Did you know that God only forbids the things that hurt us? Most religions around the world believe in gods that are whimsical. They just act on a whim. Perhaps they had a bad they were in a bad mood one day. And they just decided to wipe people out to quell their anger. Perhaps they just decided to break all their own rules just on a random day. And so you could imagine if you're trying to worship gods like that, gods who essentially behave like spiteful bratty children, it would be a pretty fearsome or fearful existence never knowing how your gods are going to react to you, constantly going through all these rituals to try to protect yourself from the the impossible to understand wrath of your gods. The great thing about worshiping the one true God is that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His rules, his laws last forever. And in fact, they're just his character put in writing for us. God is logical. He is consistent. He is sound-minded. He never just tells us, no, you can't do that. It would make you very happy. It would improve your life. But I am feeling spiteful today. So no, that is simply not how God operates. All of these Ten Commandments, everything God says against Christmas is simply because he wants us to be happier. He wants to help us avoid the things that will make us less happy. Now, I can honestly say in my entire life, I have never observed Christmas because I've always been in the Philadelphia church of God and throughout my entire Christmas list life, I've never regretted it at all. That's another comforting trait of God. When he forbids us from doing one thing, He always provides an alternative. He always gives us a better option. He doesn't just leave us there with a void to just be peering out the window at our friends dancing in the streets on Christmas, all alone with nothing else to do. God gives us something better if we will just open our minds and our ears, if we will just listen to him. Now, sure, Christmas might seem like a fun time, but when we understand what it points back to, this 
satanic, vile religious system full of all kinds of sin where people get hurt, where people are murdered in the case of child sacrifice. Well, it's a bit hypocritical to try to say that we're just going to enjoy some fun family time while celebrating a day like that, isn't it? Aren't there other days we could celebrate that would please God? Page 17 of The Truth About Christmas says, doesn't God have the right to tell us how and how not he wants to be worshiped? Throughout the Bible, God plainly reveals that he will not accept vain worship, even if it is intended to be in his honor. And like I said earlier, there are passages in the Bible where God says, don't get curious about how other people worship their false gods. He said that way back in ancient Israel. They were asking questions about the peoples around them. They wanted to know what it was like to worship the sun or the moon or a snake. And God said, just put that out of your mind. I have something better for you. I have blessings for you that the rest of the world will experience one day in the future, but they don't have access to those blessings right now. Page 19, this is the subhead, a positive alternative. Like I said, I have never <laughs> regretted missing out on Christmas. I've never felt like something was missing from my life because God does provide a positive alternative. Page 19 of the truth about Christmas. God doesn't condemn things without just cause. And it says he does not want his name attached to these horrible sins like child sacrifice. God was there. He saw those children burn in this vain attempt to satisfy false gods, gods that aren't even alive, God, gods that are inanimate. God had to watch babies burn alive as part of this false religious system out of which came Christmas. That's why God hates it, among other reasons. But here it says on page 19 as well, did you ever wonder why we observe one day above others and on an annual basis Christmas keepers didn't invent the idea, nor did the ancient pagans from which several modern holidays came. That's true, isn't it? Couldn't we just go out and enjoy ourselves on any given day? Who invented this concept of prioritizing certain days above others? Well, here's the answer. God is the one who created special days to set apart holy days 
God cares very much about particular days. One day of the seven day week, the Sabbath and other days in the year, annual Sabbath days or holy days. You can find these in Leviticus chapter 23. We also have a free booklet available to you called pagan holidays or God's holy days, which you can get that at the trumpet.com page 20 of the truth about Christmas says God's holy days are pure free from paganism, idolatry, human sacrifice, materialism, falsehood, and compromise. And far more than that, they contain spectacular truth that Christmas and other pagan holidays do not and never have contained. God's holy days map out his divine plan for mankind. They show how God will redeem the vast majority of mankind, living and dead, Christian and pagan, how he will bring them to repentance of their sins, grant them forgiveness through Jesus Christ, and lead them to true, pure religion and exciting and eternal future. Now that is something worth celebrating. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.